0: And they put wine inside a giant shoe and people get real into it. And so the mom starts a business where she's trying to sell uh, shoes that hold wine. Like (laughs) decorative wine holders.
1: That look like shoes?
0: That are shoes. That are shoes. Wine (laughs) shoes.
1: Okay, because I've got a friend who has... We should just start the episode, huh?
0: I mean, since we are doing all the things we would normally do in an episode, yeah, that's probably a good call. (laughs) Make
1: believe. Money believe money three fine folks discuss fictional finance make believe money Make believe money. I'm Liz.
2: I'm Damon. I'm Dan.
1: Hey Dan, what are we talking about today?
2: We're gonna to talk about Bob's Burgers,
0: <laughs> season six, episode 14. So before we get into it, uh, this was a request from my sister-in-law who's in the Peace Corps, because she told her Peace Corps friends about it and about our podcast, and they said you should do a Bob's Burgers. So shout out to those people in the Peace Corps in Cameroon, I was and gonna just say, the Peace Corps in general. That's hello, cool. Cameroon. Yeah. Neat. Uh we yeah, got Cameroonian <laughs> listeners. And uh, I don't know Bob's Burgers well, as you will find out soon, but I want to do this <laughs> before I get too into it and forget. If you have an episode or episodes you think we should talk about, or anybody out there, email us at makebelievemoney at no. Gmail. No. Don't do
2: make that. Make Believe Money Podcast. Make
0: there Believe Money Podcast <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. Guys, we're only been doing <laughs> We've only been doing this for a year. I'm I'm getting warmed up. But just uh, so you know, make
1: believe money podcast at gmail.com will definitely take any Bob's Burger suggestions because apparently there's a whole season that Damon and I just missed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I liked the episode I saw, so I'd happily watch more of them. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Including the three that I sent you that. I misdirected you. Away uh, from. That might have been the reading comprehension, not the typing. But who uh, knows?
1: I don't know. I read it and was like, "Why did he suggest these?" He said, "There's no money in them."
0: Well, good. I'm vindicated. <laughs> Oxford
2: commas, y'all. Uh,
1: this is a, a welcome real to our big
2: Oxford Comma show. <laughs> the
1: Oxford Comma Podcast. Oxford Comma Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to keep the the cold open. Will be you calling Tina Mona?
0: <laughs> I'm into that. Whatever. <laughs>
1: Um, so specifically in this episode, what happens? And let's or
0: um I was about to say, you want to do ratings. W- like a and general then we can do plot, plot? plot
1: or then a ra- okay.
0: why don't we do ratings? Okay. And you guys give a general plot, then I'll give the then plot you get of this specific, episode. Apparently we and then it. we'll talk about some money stuff, and then we'll wrap up the show, and, and then we'll record go, another one. And we'll have a drink. And <laughs> everyone will have a good time. <laughs> great, great, great. We'll live the rest of our lives for Come a while. Continue we'll on. record again. <laughs>
1: uh, repeat. Tops great <laughs> uh damon Dam, you start with ratings
2: um man i thought that i was uh spot on with this show like i waited like two or three seasons to get into it because i thought they were strange like worm people for the longest time they
0: do look like nobody's um, got a good chin
2: i can't decide how i feel about the graphic design having watched one i was like
0: okay it's, really <laughs> it's not naturalistic
2: actually i think for like everybody
1: looks like when you adjust everybody looks like a person you know.
2: Yes. <laughs> um and I think I was just so uh, I was so thrown off because you either had like very stylized like Simpsons or um like the family guy, Seth MacFarlane, like animated universe. They're where they're like people the,
1: shaped enough.
2: Yeah. But they're not so, consistently
1: shaped in any one way.
2: Yeah. So like Bob's always struck me as so odd at first, just like, and I think it's honestly because they look more like people than we all maybe want to admit. Yeah. At first <laughs>
1: they all look like bowling ball or bowling pins. And then you're like, wait, everybody look like a bowling pin. It's <laughs> <That's> a human <laughs> shape. Son That's of a, a bitch. a very <laughs> human shape. Um, uh, so what would your rating be?
2: Uh, All I have to say, like I've seen, I thought I've seen like every episode up to this point. I feel like I shook your confidence so hard in like five minutes. Well, no, because like like I was saying, when I was researching episodes to provide for you, I was going through and like looking at each season's Thanksgiving episode, Mm -hmm. and like the first couple of seasons, they were like a mid they were like a mid season pickup at first, so the numbering was weird. Sure. Um, but once I think in like season three forward, like they've had very concrete halloween thanksgiving christmas episodes yes uh like like clockwork Um, my favorite ones and so i thought i had them all committed to memory and that there's apparently an entire like thanksgiving episode in i think season six that I have no recollection of. But
1: this is great because that means we've got bonus Bob's burgers to watch when like we feel like we're up to date with it and we're like, Oh man, I wanna watch more Bob's.
2: So I was gonna put myself at like an eight or a nine, but like I'm at a seven now that I realize (laughs) that there is a whole season I may or may not have seen.
1: How the mighty do fall.
2: Well,
0: by process of A is bigger than, B is bigger than C. I've seen an episode Damon hasn't, so that makes me at least an eight. I think he was so. A seven. <laughs> um, so. I think you might be the expert yeah, here. Uh, no, I, so I, I said this before we started recording, but I have seen this one. It's <laughs> been a thing I've been wanting to watch for a while, but I don't watch a lot of TV, and Megan, I don't think, is as into watching it, which is a a, a big deterrent, a on it, yep. deterrent, so it will get watched, but right now I am a... Well, let's see. How many episodes uh season-ish? Oh, you're going to do the there's math on like 22.
2: On it. So
0: 22 times
1: nine. Wait, there's nine
2: seasons? We're on the ninth season. There's
0: 198. We watched
2: 98. They season feel like nine, family. episode seven last night.
1: Oh, that was a good
0: one. So I am a .00505051, so I'm guessing it's a five He's worth, repeating.
1: <laughs> He's worth what the shares are worth in future Futurama. Exactly.
0: Which yeah. is <laughs> to say that is one out of 198 episodes.
1: Oh wow So I guess then I'm like a seven Cause I felt less confident about it than Damon did But like only by a little bit And I definitely haven't seen the episodes Damon hasn't seen Cause we watch it together mm-hmm. uh, But it's one of my favorite TV shows <coughs> We call our cat Tina Cause he walks around the house going uh. So
0: uh, <laughs> Well then do you want to give the general plot overview?
1: Sure uh, Bob's Burgers is about a show It's about a show <laughs> Bob's Burgers is about a shop, a A burger shop called- A play within a
0: play. Bob's
1: Burgers. And that's how they'll catch the king. (laughs) Um, But it's about uh, Bob Belcher and his family, his wife, Linda, and their kids, Tina, Jean, and Louise, in that order. Um, And they're like a kind of always perpetually broke burger shop, but they all mean very well and they're kind of like, they feel more like people that I know. Then maybe they should. <laughs> like uh, everybody in my family is sort of as, as wily and a little bit dim as the <laughs> <at Postvers. laughs> Much love. That includes I, me. I'm <laughs>
0: Me Hi, Liz's mom. Good <laughs> talking to you again over the radio. We just like
1: mean very well and try our best.
0: <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day like I see your mom again, and she just slaps me for something I said like eight episodes back. But I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I didn't remember. know.
1: I think that she might be a little bit behind on them right now, so we've got some time to run.
0: <laughs> Not back if we keep recording, no. she'll know where we are.
1: <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I think that c- sort of covers it. They're like perpetually almost laid on rent and, uh, they're their Like landlord is a man in a white suit who looks a little <laughs> bit like, like a Colonel Sanders. Yes. Like a he's pirate Colonel Sanders. <laughs> 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 um, and they live, they live in a seaside town near a, like an entertainment pier, kind of like, um, Navy pier or, um,
0: like a Jersey Shore. Or something yeah. Like more that. like
1: a, um, a Coney Island than anything yeah. else, I guess. Well, that's fair. Um, and uh, I think that covers it, right? There's family and foibles. They've got a friend named Teddy who, like, just is a regular at the store. And there's a mortician next door who comes and hangs out. And the other side of this of them keeps changing. Every episode is a different one. This is the best oh. part. So when you watch the opening credits, there's always a different I store next door there and there a, a different like exterminator. And, s-
0: and something that I thought was funny, but I did not realize that it would
2: change every time. Oh
1: yeah, what was the one last night? Do you remember the store? I don't remember the exterminator truck
2: last night wasn't stellar I the store one there was are always puns and like
1: there's also always a pun special burger of the day which yeah. is pretty great
2: last night reached a little bit it kind of went over my head that's fair admittedly okay but fine. I'm also just like a real person who's kind of dim sometimes was he so. just
1: let go of the hubris because I called him dim <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah you're part of her family
0: now so she by extension called you dim you know who you are <laughs> Not wrong.
1: Uh, so that's the general plot synopsis. What about this episode that neither of us have ever seen, apparently?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, there's an A storyline and a B storyline. We're really not going to talk about the A storyline, but I will talk about it for those who have seen this episode and, and to ground want to you in identify reality. it. Yeah. <laughs> it is about Tina is in a uh, group that sings at her school. I don't know if this is a reoccurring thing where they sing. It seems like about puberty. Uh, Singing is a recurring thing. This is—it's like,
1: often a musical show.
0: Yeah, uh, I heard. Th- I saw that when I was doing my research. But this seemed—it seemed like it was implying that that this had been introduced before. Uh, uh, I don't remember mm,
1: it, but that might be because this is a blank spot they, I think, or something like that. No, no but that's amazing. <laughs>
2: uh, that is probably like a specific joke for this episode. No, that's fair. There is—they've
1: done musicals like they did. Um, the working girl musical, and at the same time there was a competing die hard musical, so then they combined them together and did work hard or die girl
0: <laughs> <laughs> or yeah.
1: something like that.
0: I want to go to that. Oh, it was very <laughs> funny.
1: You would like it very much. Uh, but anyway,
0: so she is like a backup singer in this group, and the lead singer goes out with Mono. And since it's like a puberty based song. It seems like it's like a church group singing like you know don't have sex sort of thing is like the joke that they're making. Uh She gets tapped to be the main soloist singing about how mono is terrible and that kissing will kill you and you know puberty is death. Uh, But then all the kids at school think that means she doesn't want to kiss boys and is like not into boys but that's all
1: that teen is about right
0: uh so uh, Butts i don't know and that's boys. true but she but definitely is, is like <laughs> uh, okay she's definitely like i don't want that to be a thing and so then she is like having this moral dilemma and it's false information so she's having this moral dilemma of whether she should star in this musical or not uh and based <laughs> on what it's doing to her rep and the information it's spreading so that's the a storyline which we're really not going to talk about again uh, unless you guys want to. I just way.
1: thought about something that I, <coughs> this, this, Sorry, this podcast, will cement. I'm a little ill. He's got a little cold. Um, this will cement in everyone's minds how closely I associate this show with like my own family. I was saying out loud to a friend the other day, I was like, who oh, is it? Someone I know and like very much was like, we made fun of her for, like, getting a crush on a new guy every other minute, and it was literally Tina Belcher. you saying <laughs> that just now made me be like, oh, I was talking about Tina from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I don't know her personally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big fan, but have never met. Big, Big fan. Fa- like her work. But <laughs> yeah, she's great. I will say, for being my first episode, Bob comes in and has a talk with her about, like, using and controlling her voice and, like, not letting people, like, control... It was just like a very solid, solid parenting moment. I was not expecting to come out of a ha funny animated show. They
1: do a really good job at being a family. Like they're they're trying their best, and any negligence that happens is just because they're stretched very thin, and like their kids are kind of wily.
0: Which and, uh, I think is welcome to parenting. Yeah, in this day and age. sort and of like, feels yeah. like you're eventually going to find that your kid <laughs> ate dirt, and you're going to be like, well. well you know what? Now you won't be allergic to dirt. I had a lot of things going on, and that's the worst that happened. So, oh well.
2: I do feel like a lot of times, uh, especially like the animated family sitcom can become like we have five shows that we just wrap under a single banner. And right, like,
1: and everybody's got their thing.
2: Yeah. But I think that Bob's has always been, I think because they tend to operate as units within each like plot um, is that I think that allows them to keep a family dynamic. In, yeah, but in a better way. He gave her like a little speech, not a speech, but like talked through her problem
0: with her in a way that I was like, "Dang, did you cheer up a little bit." I didn't because feeling some. Feelings. I'm an adult. You're but, allowed to tear up. Uh, <laughs> don't, <that's> you, <laughs> don't you? Don't know you, you censor right, your that emotions? Is, that is fair. We uh, need to have a crying not. circle.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll stop the podcast.
0: However, I did like sit there and go, "Man, if that was how I handled that as a parent, I would feel very <laughs> proud of myself." Way right. to go, random Good animated job. cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it and does feel not only a little that, weird. i will say it's it's more that like it was smart writing. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been very easy to go in there, make a few ha ha jokes, and move on with the episode. And like somebody clearly put some thought into like what some ways this could have been handled, and picked one that allowed them to further the plot that also felt good. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: They always they always do their best. I like. I think it's part of that we've talked about this in the podcast before. The like sincerity of tv now that i really
0: like the, yeah that's what it was the, the good, good place they, thing the Bob's yeah. Burgers thing it was take it was it was taken with the seriousness that a like my child is hurting should be taken with and not like a slide whistle right which i feel mm. like family <laughs> 90s <laughs> tv and a lot of other tv but a lot of other generations would just like why not that right. like <laughs> it was not that
1: yeah i like that very much so what about this, uh, the B-plot then? Yes, so then the
0: B-plot is the mom, Linda. Linda. Yep, nailed it, got it in one. Um, is auction- At the beginning of the episode, she is auctioning off um, items that got left in the lost and found at the store. I can vividly
1: um, imagine this.
0: Yeah. And because she's a, a, a great saleswoman, uh, <laughs> and this is like what the show is going with. And she is trying to sell this one large woman shoe that their friend Marshmallow, who I've never Marshmallow seen. Marshmallow yeah. yeah, is a drag she, queen. I was about to say she, she, yeah. he, whatever. I don't know the character is not in the episode. So I never saw them, but, uh, uh, apparently left a shoe there.
1: Marshmallow is a very large lady <coughs> with a gigantic hairdo who often wears like a Borat onesie bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> And rolls around and on roller, roller skates. skates. <laughs> all right She's amazing. Does <laughs> she
2: roll around on roller skates? Or are we just thinking about the beach like the, the beach body guy who rolls around on roller skates? No,
1: she's often on roller skates. Also? Maybe it was just the episode where she was dating that guy.
2: Maybe. I don't know. There's a character who like always only wears a pink speedo. I don't even know that he's ever been addressed by name. Never has like had like influence on a plot. He is mostly set dressing. Um <laughs> That's and I think fair. it's just to sell like the location of where they are. <laughs>
1: I love this
2: show so much.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, uh, this person has left a shoe there and uh, Linda tries to sell it and struggles to do so because it's one size 14 (laughs) glittery woman shoe and the three people that she's selling it to are like, what are we gonna do with one size 14 glittery woman shoe? But then she puts a leftover bottle of wine in it and then it's like, ooh, cool, fun wine holder and so she sells it to some lady who's there. I don't know if she's a reoccurring character. She's a hairdresser?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget her name right now, but she is a reoccurring character. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway,
0: so then this woman apparently takes it to the salon, and a bunch of the salon ladies like it, and so uh, Linda gets this idea that now she's going to mass produce and sell these. Um, And so she tries to go to a shoe store uh, to buy more shoes, and they... Are very expensive. Yeah. Well, size 14 <laughs> fancy women's shoes are very expensive, so it does not work out. The think, chief
1: injustice of trying to be a drag queen I think today's in today's
2: economy. Dull today's economy. I think dull size fourteen work boots are generally pretty expensive. Size 14s yeah. are like these you're are, edging on the the area of like custom orders with size say, 14s.
0: These are work boots the with an E. Shoe store name is Totanic, though, which I very much enjoy. I love
1: that. We have to watch this episode. Uh, and
0: the guy goes off on her for like one. He, she tries, she's like, he she. they ask about a pair of shoes and it's $155. And then she's like, oh, I was looking for what's in the $10 range. And he like loses his shit <laughs> at her disrespect. <laughs>
1: it's beautiful. I love it.
0: But anyway, so then she decides to pitch her idea to investors, which I believe is their landlord and some other character. I don't know if he's reoccurring.
1: What does he look like?
0: Oh, how do I describe an animated character I saw once? Uh, (laughs)
1: This will be great. I
0: believe he's bald, kind of pudgy, a little shorter than the landlord. Does he wear glasses? He does does. I think he, I think they were rounded his glasses. Brother. his brother. was
1: yeah. a voice by Zach Galifianakis, for any chance?
0: Oh, I don't know. He said like two lines. They were, having, they were throwing money at each other in the middle of the street. Yeah, that, that would, would be That's his problem. brother. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> um, and so, yes. he She pitches this idea to those investors. And for us, for our sake, she puts a dollar figure on what the business is worth. And so I figured we would go through the math of what that implies for her Wine shoe business. This is Led very out. interesting.
1: First of all, <coughs> I want to say the wine shoes are a real thing. Uh, well,
0: that's at the end of the episode. Spoilers. What oh. they find out is she's like, it doesn't work out money-wise. They never get the money to do it. And then they find out that it's been online for like five years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're like specific. You can buy them now. They're not real shoes. They're just wine holders that look like shoes. They drive me crazy.
0: Yeah, that's what they find <laughs> online. They're like, oh, somebody's already doing this. And like like specifically most
1: things mold. in
2: our terrible District One world, the bill. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I'm looking around my apartment at like we just took down one shelf to like make room for a desk, and there's just so much stuff, and I want to throw away everything I own.
0: Also, can we talk about, you know, sometimes I think about okay, there's so much technology and stuff in the world, like. It's harder to, I feel like, and this is probably not true, I'm just not at the cutting edge of stuff, but it's harder to invent stuff now because all everything's been invented. Yeah. And I go, yeah, all the good stuff's been invented. And then I think things like that happen. I'm like, shit, even all the bad things have been invented. I know. I can't even get away with a pet rock anymore. Right. Like, all the bad stuff has also happened. They
1: made an shit. updated pet rock that you can connect to your computer via USB.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a Tamagotchi,
1: <laughs> which <laughs> when it, it ran, ran out anything. of batteries became a rock.
0: Yes, guess it was a pet
1: rock. <laughs> yeah you connect your tamagotchi to your computer
2: no later ones i think oh maybe I later never cool i have had that
0: have one. My, no my tamagotchi did not dial up to my computer because i believe <laughs> i had those two things at the same time <laughs>
1: Boo doo <laughs>
0: i'm sorry
1: the tamagotchi you've tried <laughs> to reach
0: disconnected <You're> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: ma my tamagotchi got a fax <laughs> i don't know what Get to off do the phone.
2: now now i do yeah, have to a, say
0: the cameroonian listeners May honestly not know what we're talking about because Hannah's like four years younger than us.
1: Oh my god, I thought you were making a joke about Cameroon People's not having fax machines. No, and I was like, I I'm guess making a
0: joke about young people not, not knowing the, dial up, the, no, the dial
1: up
2: dial up internet. internet was a thing.
1: Uh, people we'll start play the Corps
2: at all different times of their life, like there might be some. You someone. don't know who she's there. Oh, with. I mean, a lot of yeah. them probably do, but there
0: might be a few in there who <laughs> are like, What does this just mean? Like, you just did that dude, dude, and they might be like, what?
1: I wish I could do the, like, <laughs> I'm going to put that you as a theme song this time. Literally
2: just did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good foley work <laughs> by the team over here.
1: <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so. Well, I put a
2: drop in when we're here.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Anyways, I need to pay for the royalties.
2: Before we get into the numbers, <laughs> I do have to say that, like, since I haven't seen the episode you're describing to me, I'm not certain that you didn't, like, show a robot like all the episodes of Bob's Burgers and, then and have it, it like, spit out an episode. <laughs> because it could have been. <laughs> that's kind of what
0: those things sound like. Listen, <laughs> the plan is we're going to record a few tonight but we can go watch it. We'll just go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not going to exist and I am going to, I'm, I'm going to think I'm sicker than I was. <laughs> and then Dan will I blip out of existence <laughs> <laughs> of <your dream. laughs> and
1: back to the universe he belongs anyway. <laughs> in. This is the Barenstein. only way I can get home.
0: <laughs> Time and Mandela crimes. died.
1: Time crimes. So, Let's talk money. Yes. How much do you, how much do I have to get you to spend to go home with a wine shoe today? What?
0: You want to you take that from the how top? How do people
1: do that pitch?
0: <laughs> yeah, not like that. What do I
1: have to do to get you to yes. go home with a wine shoe today? No yes. one talks about the money in that sentence. Correct. Cool. <laughs> that plus money. <laughs> go. What is happening? Go.
0: Okay. Um, Sue, so she is thinking she can sh- sell these shoes at upwards of $20. Like a, sh- a wine a shoe. shoe? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it comes with a bottle of wine or not. I am going to assume not, but we can talk to it.
2: If it's a ten dollars uh, shoe, <laughs> well, it's twenty dollars. I don't want the wine.
0: <laughs> well, then you're hoity-toity because I, I drink say, almost I'm, exclusively nine dollar bottles I was of wine. Say, the wine I that we had for
2: our wedding did not reach. i was going to say money. I don't <laughs> think she's walking away with the one dollar profit on this. Uh, That's fair. We'll be close. You'll find out. Oh, uh, okay. So she offers these investors
0: a 50% stake in Wine Shoe. That seems like a lot. For the low price of $1,000. Okay. Um, And a 50% stake. Is that typical? It's hard to say. Depends on how desperate you are for investors. Oh. The big thing is control. Right. Right? So some investors want control and some don't. And so if you can get money... So basically, how much you get for what stake, is also part of it, right? So if you're trying to raise money for your small business, you think it's worth a million dollars and you need a hundred thousand, well then you can offer ten percent of your business. But if everybody else thinks it's five hundred thousand, then you have to offer twenty percent if you want to get that hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Or if no one will offer you money, you just can't get it. Then you know it's like I need ten grand, and nobody will give it to me for any percent stake. Then maybe you have to offer them seventy percent, like that values your company really badly, but if it's that or it goes into the ground, right? So right. there's if like a lot of ins and outs and like different, uh, It's really business by business dependent, but yeah, 50% seems like a lot, but this is also like a novelty bullshit item. So sure. it's not also like it has really the potential to be a billion dollar company. Most likely.
1: Well, I don't know. Linda's got dreams,
0: but that doesn't mean it couldn't provide a good living. It's just like, sure. you know, anything.
1: Anyway. They're always looking for another money thing. It's
0: not a Facebook. It's Facebook? It's probably not a Facebook. Or not a unicorn, which is what they call those uh, um, small companies that wind up being worth a billion dollars. That become a Facebook? It. Eh. Anything that's valued becomes valued at a billion dollars they uh, call a unicorn. Wow. Like Shake Weight.
1: Like Shake Weight. The way to embarrass yourself in public. <laughs> More like a
0: Snapchat became a unicorn sort of oh, thing. Okay. It's like companies that, because they call them unicorns because they're super rare, right? Sure. Like if you invest in a thousand uh, small businesses, statistically zero of them will become worth a billion dollars. And some of them, a lot of them won't pay out at all. Some of them will, but you know, to have that sort of crazy growth to be worth something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, at one point Uber was a unicorn, right? Like a lot of even now that are big, big companies are unicorn. We're one day unicorns.
1: Do you think that like, I've been hearing a lot about, this is maybe too far off topic, that, that a lot of companies like that have been overvalued.
0: Yes, probably. So not to get too technical here, so if this is boring, you cut me off. No, but I'm. But this is what I asked about. <laughs> interest rates have been very, very, very low for a long time.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Which means if you want to invest money in the bond market and to a certain extent the stock market, you're not going to probably get as good returns because a lot of it depends on interest rates. Now, actually, the stock market has done really well, but certainly the bond market has not done particularly well because of low interest rates. And that's where you put kind of like your consistent growth money. So. People are going, hey, I want my money to grow, but I don't get a good return from stocks, or at least I don't think I will because the interest rates are low, and I don't think I'm going to get a good return from bonds because my interest rates are low. So I'm looking for some other sort of investment that's going to grow my money. So then people look, people who have a lot of money look at startups Mm -hmm. and say, oh, I'll invest some of my money in startups and hope that those do it for me. But because everybody's doing that at the same time, there's a lot of money looking to be invested in startups. Sure. Because there's a lot of money looking to be invested in startups you have to like overvalue the Right? If I go to you, Liz, I'm the only investor for your business and say, I'll give you $100,000 for a 10% stake. Mm-hmm. You go, yes. Right. If I do that- I mean, and then,
1: maybe I go, yes. Right,
0: maybe. <laughs> but if I do that and then Damon comes up to you the next day and says, I'll give you 150 dollars for a 10% stake. Mm. Well, you've just upped the value of your company significantly, right? right. Because $100,000 for 10% is a million mm-hmm. dollars. $150,000 for 10% is 1.5 million. Right. And then if I come back and say, no, 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 I'll give you- it for you know five percent now suddenly i've said your business is worth two million right so Mm -hmm. like because there's competition to invest in these companies and then basically they keep going up and up in value for no real reason other than there's a lot of money trying to get into a smaller market if you will
1: this is actually very interesting i had no idea actually about how that worked until just now.
0: i actually know for a while Valuations were so crazy that people thought they wouldn't stay that way. Yeah. And there was a couple of companies, and I don't know if it's worked out for them, I haven't really kept track, that raised a ton of money at a really high valuation, not needing it, and just sat on it because they thought the bubble would burst. Yeah. Their interest Mm. rates would go up and people would go back to investing in normal things. There would be no money up for or a lot of people get burned because they didn't make their money back, not because the companies they invested in were bad or even that they failed, but just because, like, if you put that much money in for that small of a stake to get any sort of meaningful return,
1: Something the big company has to be huge, right? Yeah. If
0: I give you a million dollars for 10% of your company and I want a 10% return, well, I need to get $100,000 out of your company, which means your company's got to be throwing off hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousand dollars of revenue. Yeah. If I give you ten grand and I want a ten percent return, you only have to give me a thousand. That's pretty easy to do. Right. So like because valuations go up, returns go down, so they were basically taking a ton of money thinking this is gonna dry up and no startups are gonna be able to get money because people are gonna get burned. So we want a cash pile to sit on it's kind of like having an emergency fund, Sure. but for a business but for instead a business. of a person. Okay, That's I don't very know if it worked out. I, I was going to really say it seems kind of risky. Yeah, I mean it could be certainly because you're giving away more of your company, and yeah. now you have investors like hey wanting we want, nothing. Yeah, wanting we want our return. money back. Yeah, too much money for startups can actually be bad though.
1: I was going to say, I do you remember Juicero? Did you ever hear about Juicero? Yeah, the like. They just. Do you remember this? Is this no. a real thing? Yeah. Is this a thing from Billions? No. Because there's like a, a mock of a Billions that does something. It's such That's a sadly ice, real thing. Ice juice. That's what that one is. Ice juice. So this <laughs> was just like. You can laugh it's all you a want. a we'll juicing do an episode machine. We'll
0: on Billions someday. I we should. I love that show. God, I love it. Anyway. Um
1: but it's a it's a juicing machine. And what okay. it is is like you have proprietary mm. bags that the thing would have this. to scan. and then it would there's like a two panels that would press together and press the juice out of the bag. And they said that in the bag was like whole fruits and vegetables. But if you opened up the bag, which you could totally do with like, a nice box cutter Scissors. Yeah. yeah you didn't need the proprietary thing you could a squeeze it out yourself <laughs> <time>. you could <laughs> squeeze it teeth? out yourself and then very clearly inside was like the juice and pulp and you had to like have a subscription service and get just that brand of juice it was very pricey the machine itself the like starting cost was at least 400 I do, I'm remembering this
0: now and it was super expensive yeah
1: and people were like you can press it with your hands <laughs> And often pressing it with your hands got you more juice than if you used the machine
2: to do it. Well, and you could also just get a juicer. Yeah. And some fruit. Yeah. Ta-da. I was going to say, it sounds like they just sold me a bag of juice. Yeah. They did. Can I just cut the bag open?
1: You can. That's why they were they were doing but that on like reviews. Sell you
2: the
0: juice bag? I thought until I had, had the had, thing. Like, You have to you have,
2: have the, have the
1: like thing.
0: A machine and a registered and you account get like a and something. subscription
1: service and the the you're not supposed to be able to open it any other way. The machine would just scan the barcode and determine whether or not it was their proprietary juice bag. <laughs> and then it would like it was connected to the internet for God knows why.
0: Technically, <laughs> that is what's called the razor and blade model, which is a real thing. Oh. Um, it it comes from razor blades where you sell something very cheap, like a handle, to get people, but it only works for your blades to get people to constantly be buying your blades, and that's where you actually make your money. That's a real hmm, like business model. Makes where me you, so like,
1: frustrated. That happens to me all the time.
0: There's even ones where they like give away free things, but you have to buy their fill in the blank to use it. Like huh. that is a very common, not a very like common, printers? but printers. actually, printers are actually a good idea where they, I mean, the machines used to cost a decent amount, but they really make their money selling cartridges. Yeah, because you can get a printer for like 30 bucks, and
1: the cartridges themselves cost more than the printer.
0: Right. So, there's a couple industries like that. Interesting. Hmm.
1: I'm learning a lot in this episode. Anyway, back to the thing we were talking about.
0: (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah. $2,000, Oh, so, 50% stake for $1,000 means she thinks the company is worth Two thousand
2: dollars, right? I can do the math there.
1: Linda, <laughs> Linda, honey, value yourself more.
2: <laughs> it's probably a lot of money to them.
1: Probably, it seems like a, maybe a couple months' rent. From what it sounds like, they sell their burgers for like four or five dollars.
2: Oh well, find me an episode,
0: and we can talk more about that. Okay. And what margins on burger? We could talk about the margins on burgers, and if we can find their rent, and like how many burgers they have to sell, and we can do a
2: bunch Ooh, of stuff. The there, one right? Thanksgiving episode I think would be good for that because they specifically say this is worth like X months' rent. Hmm. So, so we'll we have to do that. that. We'll out. do a
0: post Thanksgiving Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, but anyway, so if it's worth two thousand dollars, a lot of what financial things sell based on or trade based on are what's called multiples, which is exactly what it sounds like. This company trades at two times a multiple of sales, so they sell a billion dollars, so they're worth and they trade at two billion dollars.
1: Okay.
0: Right. Or. Uh so s- revenue is one that they do a lot that I picked up and uh earnings is w- another one they do a lot. So have you ever heard the term PE ratio?
2: No. Okay yeah. <clears throat> do you know? I don't have a bit, I'm sorry. Oh, you said <laughs> a
1: bit. The PE ratio was like how many sit-ups I could do before the, the gym teacher was like, just stop. Just that's enough.
0: Yeah, mine was zero. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um but anyway, a PE ratio is what's called a price to earnings ratio. So this is like what is the price of your stock? To your earnings. Okay. So if you earn $2 a share and your stock is selling at $40 a share, you have a 20 PE. Okay. Your okay. shares trade at 20 times how much you earn. Okay. So that's the PE ratio. Basically, what I did is I looked at the S&P 500, which I think we talked about in the past. is a market of the 500 biggest companies in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the average of their price to sales. And price-to-earnings. So their P.E. ratio and their price-to-sales. The price-to-sales average is 2.15. Okay. The price-to-earnings ratio is 22.7. Oh. Remember, you you sell a lot more than you earn. Yes. Right? If you sell something for $5, you probably only take home 50 cents a dollar at most. And sure. that's actually a pretty decent profit margin, right? Okay. So that's why those are much smaller or much different. So um if there is a 2.15 price to sales your price is 2.15 times your sales she is by default saying that she expects to sell $930 worth of shoes wine shoes
1: and she's charging Over what
0: period bucks, 20 bucks uh generally these are yearly
2: yearly yearly mm, ratios okay
0: it's not like you're for average just like generally okay last year they made $1000 in sales they're trading at 10,000 so they have a 10 price to sales or whatever but So at twenty bucks, yeah, you're talking about forty-seven units. Oh, she could do it. Is what she's expecting. She could super do it. That's a realistic guess, Linda. You just need the right shoes. At a twenty-two point seven price to earnings, that means she's expecting about eighty-eight dollars in earnings, which actually gives you a nine and a half percent profit margin. That's pretty good. Which is, I don't think, terribly unrealistic. So well done, well done show. Good, Linda. Which would mean that you would be making a dollar and eighty nine cents of profit per twenty dollar wine shoe that you sell.
1: Okay. All right. Okay.
0: So that's about all I had. I just (laughs) food for uh, thought. (laughs) Just it's just interesting to me because so here's what I will say. Um, (laughs) I appreciate her because she does better than every dumbass who goes on Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because this is my biggest pet peeve about Shark Tank is they pick people who clearly do not have a CFO yet because every time they go on Shark Tank, I feel like this happens every episode, there's at least one person where they go, I would like uh, $500,000 for 5% of my company. And then one of the investors will go, okay, what did you just value your company at? And they go, I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Buy my hula hoop. Right, and it's then they do... It's got tassels on it. Okay. And so you know, They do the math, and they're like, okay, you just value your company, I have to do the math, but... $10 million, so what are you gonna sell and what are your profit margins to be worth $10 million? And then they go, I don't know, I just need... I need 10 grand and I don't want to give up a lot of my company. Well, and
1: it's you like, dropped the voice halfway through and it I was a really good voice. I it was,
0: sounded like a Simpsons character. My voice it sounded is,
2: like a lot of people on Shark Tank, though. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I appreciate your faith. I just, uh, with my voice going your out, scratchy, I was like doing voice. it and I was like, oh, no, get over the finish line. This will the
1: last one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> last episode ever when Dan gave up his vocal cords Dan's for vocal the show. Dan's vocal
1: cords died for the show. <laughs> R.I.P. Dan's voice.
0: Um, but yeah, so like, Good for her for putting a realistic ask. Yeah. I think she should ask for 40% Aww. for the 2,000 just because then she maintains majority ownership. Yes. but
1: And you never really want Mr. Fishwater to be in charge of anything you do. They have like a gingerbread fight club <laughs> <laughs> for one of the Christmas episodes.
0: <laughs> I will say uh, one of the f- best comments I thought in this episode because of the pan delivery is they like pitched this and they're like, ta-da. And he goes, so I'm not here for you to pay me rent. <laughs> and then he just looks at them. <laughs> and they look back at him. And I was like, that's pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good.
1: I love this show. Uh, um, Oh, I think I had something to say about um, Now it's gone. Oh, well. Oh, I do feel like if I ever go on Shark Tank, I'll bring you with me. Because, like, I wouldn't know. I they, they always sound like they're asking for a ridiculous amount of money. But I was like, yeah, you should believe in yourself. <laughs> I am
2: never going on Shark Tank because I don't want to wind up in that like the broken people room. Yeah. That they Like whisk <laughs> them away into after <laughs> yeah. it's done. They're like, it's OK. The island of misfit toys. Well, like apparently it's like such an intense like experience. that Like I they bet. have to like they to like as like an insurance thing. They yeah. Bring like they people, don't go
0: jump off a bridge. Yeah. You they, have like a cool down room? Yeah. They have like oh a my room
2: <laughs> with like therapists and like juice boxes and stuff for people to go it's okay buddy like, you
0: tried your it's best it's a weird <laughs> combo of a after blood giving and after uh, shark tank and after Coachella like well, cool down tent that's
1: what they have for if the kids lose on the spelling bee cause it's such a high intensity yeah. thing they've got like a counselor they make a whole joke out of it in that spelling bee musical that there's like a, a grief counselor for the kids who lose and he's like you did your best buddy he's got this whole sweeping song where he gives them a blanket and a juice box and, <laughs> be okay, and like leads them off into the audience <laughs>
2: Yeah, involved. no, it is
0: an intense thing. I don't want to go on it. And if you wanted me to, I'd go with you. But I'd also just run your numbers ahead of time. That's really what I The point need. is just literally think about what you're asking for.
1: Honestly, I don't know that I have ever thought of a thing that, like, even in the, like, the, you know, you stub your toe and you're like, man, it'd be great if this thing existed I don't think I've ever thought of a thing that I would feel confident enough about to put in front of Mark Cuban.
0: <laughs> My wife has like a friend's dad. Now, not that it would be like a Mark Cuban style investment, but he's like made a good amount of money over his career, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's like not his main job, but like a, like as an inventor, but like Whoa. for the stuff that like real inventors do that you would never expect. Like what? Like slightly better hinges to close doors. And oh. like he's a big hunter and it's like, you know, a slightly better mechanism to like, set up a stand like not a new stand but just like one piece is
1: like a little bit
0: better or something like that but it's like
1: building a better mousetrap yeah
0: honestly but it's just like stuff that he uses that he like looked at and was like "Mm, we can do better and like not fundamentally redesigned and but like he would patent them and then he would like build a couple prototypes and go to like and he would go to i mean the hardest part is probably getting his connection but he just go to big companies that are like he wouldn't try to make it himself he just go to big companies and be like here i mocked up six of these, they're clearly better than what you have or any of your competitors have. Buy it from me. If you buy it from me, uh, and the big money is like, if I get X percent of every sale, like a penny on every sale, I won't sell it to any of your competitors. Like I'll sign any agreements you want. And
1: that's sick. Yeah. again, I could do that. Maybe.
0: And again, it's not like he doesn't have a main job or anything, but I think it's like, I, again, I don't really know the family. It's somebody Megan knew from Alabama, but like I think it's paid for like, you know, a lake house or something for them. That's like sure. hell yeah.
1: So, does he like he just comes up with it like theoretically like this is what you would have to do to make it better. Here's the plans. Like
0: Yeah, so I think basically I again, this is somebody I know tangentially, but I think what he basically does is he he designs, I think he's either an engineer or just maybe he's a handy guy. He like designs it by in his head, mm-hmm. kind of builds a mock-up by hand. He's fairly handy. Sure. Assuming that it like seems like it would work, he actually designs it patents it which is actually relatively cheap and then he'll like you know custom order it from china or india he'll order like you know 20 of them to show them off, and then just yeah go show them off to people he knows would be interested in buying it he'll he'll either mail them off or he'll get a meeting with somebody or whatever and then they buy it or they don't and you know again i think the nice part is i can't imagine kind of knowing his process a little bit that it costs him more than Couple hundred bucks every time you try something Man, like that. Honestly,
1: I've spent more on dumber hobbies. Yeah. Amen With to f- that, sister. way less likelihood <laughs> of making me any kind of money. Amen to that. Were <laughs> you just looking around the podcast A computer and a whole uh, recording board. And Which, some by the way, when
0: we publish this one, do we all want to go buy our lake houses off of the money we have made on this?
1: Obviously, or, uh... the returns have been amazing. <laughs> Give us money, please.
2: My uh, <laughs> help,
1: I needed to buy wine. <laughs>
2: To add to this shoes. tangent,
1: shoes one one giant wine shoe.
2: To add to this tangent, my middle school science teacher was like college roommates with the guy who came up with Pyrex, and he's not at all salty about it. I promise. You. <laughs> Wait, I feel like
1: oh no, though I think Elisa's dad just worked for Pyrex because we used to get like Pyrex cast offs that were like not marked with the right measurement and for free, and it was great.
0: Huh? Some, Don't
1: rely on it for measuring anything.
0: <laughs> somebody I know worked in the lab of the guy who came up with, it was one of the ED drugs at Northwestern. Uh, and he like has given back, You made like a ton of money on it and gave back like 150. But she's like, he's such a, no pun intended, she's like, he's such a dick. And like, <laughs> this was like, a, like years and years ago where like the university didn't own as much of the rights to the research as they do now. And mm-hmm. she was just like, he was like researching something else and stumbled upon it. And she just, she has a lot of opinions about that guy.
2: I bet. I was gonna say all those drugs were made by Which is by why I'm accident. not naming him. Yeah, like, yeah, they were like meant
1: to, to treat like heart arrhythmia, and instead they like make your eyelashes fuller, so you wind up with the that instead. Yeah, you're, like, and I a guess boner just... for six hours. <laughs> Put it on your eyeballs and never have another. Uh, if it's six
0: anti-boner. hours, I think you're supposed to call someone. Yes. TV has told me over and over that more than four hours, I need to call someone. That's a
1: problem. It's not a feature. It's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy gross
0: (laughs) that was good (laughs) thank you for listening to make believe money
2: i
1: wasn't gonna say anything about it Thank you for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz.
2: I've been Damon. I've been Dan.
1: Uh, as always, thank you to our composer, Charles e. Miller, for her lovely music. Find her at charlesymiller.com. Uh Email us your thoughts, opinions, and future Bob's Burgers episodes, because we'd love to hear them, at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us, rate us, and review us on your podcatcher of choice, but especially Apple Podcasts, because that's where all the money's at, son.
0: Not for us, but for <laughs> Apple <laughs> but Podcasts. for Apple. <laughs> You know how you want Apple to make more money?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give your stuff to <laughs> big, more mono comp, uh, corporations. Um, and you know, uh, keep living your dreams. Get on Shark Tank, but know know what your stuff's worth. Anyway, bye. <laughs>
0: that got very nice at the Just end. Want there, to try. <laughs> you know.